Hi and welcome to my podcast, Pure Happy Healthy. My name is Leandra Haupt and I got an interview guest for you today. It's Sebastian Soul. He is also from Germany, but we speak English for you so everyone can understand. And he moved to Romania because that was his calling and works there as an entrepreneur, as a coach for dating and manifesting and is also a podcast host. So this is a very inspiring podcast about manifesting, about the dating culture, how we can even manifest a partner into our life and what are the common mistakes in terms of dating. So stay excited and tuned for this beautiful interview, which we will start right now. Yeah, so hi, Sebastian. I'm super, super happy that it works out that we have an interview together. And yeah, welcome to Pure Happy Healthy. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so before we just get started, I want to know what did you have for breakfast this morning? Oh, what I had for breakfast. I have a little bit of a weird diet. It was sweet potatoes, avocados and bananas. I try to eat very healthy. Wow, that is a very interesting combination. I've never tried it in this way, but um, yeah, maybe it's worth trying. It definitely is. I mean, you can just combine everything you want as long as it's healthy. That's my opinion on that. I, freestyle cooking. <laughs> I completely agree. I, it completely resonates with me. I actually fry a zucchini most of the morning with uh, sunflower seeds and tomato with balsamic and make my own pita. So that's maybe also weird for some people, but I'm just loving it. <laughs> so yeah, tell me, who is Sebastian? Who is Sebastian? That's a good question. Um, I would say that Sebastian is somebody who through a lot of trial and error and a lot of, um, you could say, nerve-wracking experiences found his spiritual path and discovered the law of attraction and the power of manifestation. Wow, that's already diving right in. <laughs> I feel like not everyone knows what manifestation means. Um, would you like to explain real quick what is manifestation and how do you practice manifestation in your life? Yeah, sure. Um, I would define manifestation not just as, let's say, one thing that you do, but as a process. Manifestation itself means that you, with your vibration, with your desires, with what you put out in the universe, you want to attract certain things in your life. And you need to be on a level of frequency, on a certain vibration, in order to tr attract the things that you want. Because when it comes to manifesting, you always manifest. It's not that the law of attraction at some point just turns off and you say, oh, no, today I don't want to manifest. Today I don't want to do it, but tomorrow I want to do it. Instead, you always manifest. So the point that you have to understand when it comes to manifesting is that you always do it with your emotions. Like no matter how you feel or when you feel a certain emotion, it always gives a signal to the universe. And that's something that I realized over the time. And when you learn to control these signals that you give to the universe, then you can control your life, you can control your destiny, and you can control what you attract into your life. And I have certain manifestation processes that I, of course, would love to share with you if you want to hear about them. Yes, please go ahead. 
So the things that I do, or let's say that I discovered is that it's not so much about what you say, but about how you feel. Because often we have this wrong understanding that we use certain affirmations, certain words, and we just repeat them. And then we think, oh yeah, that reprograms our subconscious mind. And we just read ourselves, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy. But if inside you still feel unhealthy, you still feel poor, you still feel lack instead of abundance, you still have this scarcity mindset emotionally, then you can't attract it. So the one thing that I always do that I start in the morning is to put myself in a high vibration. Because from my, yeah, I would say from my natural way of being, I'm a very neurotic and very pessimistic person. So for me, it's really daily practice. It took me a long time to understand this. But you can change your whole day in the morning and you can thereby, if you change one day, you can change the next day and then the next day and then the next day. And boom, after a couple of days, you will realize that you're changing your life. So one of the things that I do in the morning is... After my shower, I listen to music and I listen to music that makes me feel good. And then I just dance around like crazy and I just get into this crazy mood of, hey, I'm happy, everything is great. And then I use certain affirmations that I wrote down for myself with certain things that I want to achieve in my life. And I basically just read them, but I don't just read them. <laughs> like I read them <laughs> out loud, but I really feel these affirmations. Again, it's all about the emotions. And after this, I then use a certain guided meditation that relaxes me, that gives me this feeling of, hey, I have an amazing future ahead of me. And this puts me in even more positive emotions. And after I've done that, then I start working and only then. And in the past, I got out of bed and I was like, oh, God, another day. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I went to work and then the whole vicious cycle of negative emotions continued. But if you can break this vicious cycle in the morning and you put yourself in a high vibration at the start of the day, then your whole day will be completely different. Oh, yeah, I can completely relate. I think um, our morning routines are kind of the same. It's really interesting. I dance in the morning and it puts me immediately in a good mood and then shower, good breakfast, some meditation. And then I also always journal and write down my affirmations and always just positive affirmations, obviously, and my goals, my goals for the day, my goals for the week, my goals for the next years. And as you said, it's so important to remember every single day um, where you want to go and to put yourself in that positive mindset. And you were also talking about levels of vibration. I think you probably refer to the ones of um, Hawkins. Um, and he goes from a model or maybe you do you want to explain the model of him how he sees the vibrational levels so um people understand uh, the the yeah, sure. levels of vibration you're talking about yeah sure do you want me to explain what i meant with vibrational levels or the levels of consciousness from hawkins because i see this a little bit as different oh really i for me it was kind of blending to each other into another but yeah if you see it differently please um share yeah, your view to, on that to just share my opinion on that um yes i also studied the different levels of consciousness of hawkins but when it comes to the vibration in the morning i don't see it that strictly Like I just see it as for yourself to see 
am I in a better mood than I've been a couple of days ago? Or even am I in a better mood than I was a couple of minutes ago? And that's how I see this vibration. Because when you in the morning put yourself in this vibration of love, then it's easier to attract love. And when you, for example, want to manifest money and you put yourself in a in a vibration of, yes, I'm already rich, I'm abundant, then it's easier for you to attract money. When it comes to the consciousness levels of Hawkins, I would say that these are more guidelines for your whole life. It's about more than just your vibration. It's about how you think, how you feel, how you act, how you interact with the world, how you interact with people. And when it comes to these consciousness levels, um, it's interesting that you actually mention Hawkins because this book was one of the first things that I yeah that I discovered on my spiritual path on my spiritual journey, mm. or let's say one of the most profound experiences, because one of my friends he's on a profound spiritual path and he did that way before me, and when he had his spiritual path. I was still trapped in this mindset of like, oh, the world is hostile, life is suffering, oh, everything is bad. And when I looked at him, I was like, okay, he's gone completely nuts now. <laughs> he's just completely <laughs> crazy. Like I was this kind of guy. I always doubted spirituality. Every time I heard somebody say I'm spiritual, I was like, okay, he's some weird, hippie, woo-woo, crazy person. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that person. And then eventually when I, I mean, for me, it all started with Abraham Hicks. That's what brought me on this spiritual journey. Mm. And then later, I still remember that when I was already practicing it, that was just a couple of months ago, I had a Skype conversation with this friend of mine. And he just looked at me and he said, wow, you are vibrating in joy. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> so I didn't even know what he was referring to. And he said, like, wow, I can see it in your eyes. I've studied that for, for years. I can see it. You're vibrating in joy. That's amazing. How did you get there? And I was still completely clueless. I was like, what does it mean with vibrating in joy? And eventually, I then stumbled upon this book, uh, Power Versus Force, from Dr. Richard Hawkins. And this actually yeah, opened my eyes to that. And I was like, wow, yeah, at the moment, that's my reality, actually. That's how I see reality. And it's an amazing feeling. Hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting how sometimes these books or podcasts or movies just come to us and when the time is ready, we discover it and then we start to understand the message and then we get the awakening. So yeah, I guess we as podcasters, for example, or also just by talking to people, we can also be an inspiration. And that's what I find so beautiful that you get the inspiration from someone else. And then you may be responsible for the awakening of another person. And yeah, that's why I love podcasting, because it's just so important to share all these messages. So going back to the manifesting, what we were talking about earlier. Um, so it's really important to be positive in your manifestations because manifesting also works in the reverse. If you're in a scarcity mindset, you can also manifest bad things into your life. Obviously, like you said, manifesting always happens, not only if we want something positive, but also all the bad things that we see maybe around us. So where does manifesting start and where does it stop? What do you think? What what are we able to manifest in our life? Or is maybe Corona something that is manifested by people? Or can we manifest um, people in our life, a partner? Or how do you see that? 
that's a lot of things. <laughs> um, it's a good question. Like, where does manifesting start and where does it end? I really think that there is no limit that this this cliche of like the sky is the limit. Of course, I'm also on my own spiritual journey and I would never call myself a guru or a master or whatever the hell some other people call themselves out there. I'm just the guy on a spiritual journey. I manifested amazing things in my life. I had incredible experiences that made me think like, how is that even possible? Even when I already believed in it, I was still like, okay, if that shows up, that's really, really weird. And then boom, it showed up. So I really think that there is no limit, but it's just the, the limit is basically our own beliefs. So for example, it goes back to this idea that also Abraham Hicks discusses. If you really believe that you could be a millionaire in a couple of days or something, you will attract it. But I'm not there yet. And I'm not a big fan of these, yeah, let's say these clickbait headlines of manifest your dream car within two hours or something. <laughs> because let's face it, most people, 99.9% .9 of people don't believe it. However, it doesn't mean that some people don't believe it. I mean, if you look, for example, at Elon Musk, if you tell Elon Musk something, you can't fly to Mars, he'll be like, huh, why? I don't get it. It's totally in his belief system. Mm. And that's why I'm very sure that he can also do that. So it's all about your beliefs. I already came from a point or let's say, yeah, I started, I started from the bottom. Now I'm here. <laughs> I started at a point where I was very low, very negative manifestations. And now I mostly have positive uh, manifestations in my life. And that's already an amazing breakthrough for me. But it will be interesting also in my own journey, how you, how I basically develop over the years and to see what things I can manifest in my life. And to your question, the, the second point of that you can manifest people in your life. I truly believe it. However, the experience that I made is you can manifest people, but when this person is not on the same vibration, then they will go out of, go um, basically away from you immediately. They will leave you. They will get out of your life. To give you an example, um, there was one woman who I really wanted to date and I didn't know so much about her personality, but I was interested in her. And I actually manifested her in my life. But then I found out that she was so negative, like really, really extremely negative, always pessimistic, always in drama. And my logical mind was telling me, hey, if I can help her to reach the next level, I mean, then she wants to be with me, of course. But that's not how law of attraction works. Law of attraction can only attract you if you are on the same level or if you're willing to go on the same level. And within a couple of days, she distanced herself completely. And she even told me that she has trouble being around me because of this positivity. Mm. And this is, I think, really interesting because so many people, I hope I don't ramble on too much here, but so many people, they hold on to people who are not good for them. And then this creates these toxic environments. So would you say that the key for a happy relationship um, or one of the keys maybe is to vibe on the same level and to develop also in the same direction of the vibration? Oh, yes, totally. Hmm. Totally. And all, I mean, sometimes one person develops faster than the other. And then at some point you might say, okay, we have to go separate paths. It's again, it reminds me of what Abraham Hicks says about the perfect marriage vows. They would be, what, what, what did it say again? Um, 
I like you a lot. Let's see how it goes or something like that, basically. <laughs> and This idea that you have to grow together, that you have to develop together, because let's say if I would meet a person right now and they wouldn't be on a spiritual path and they would have no interest in spirituality and they would always be negative, that would ruin my own vibration. Yeah. And what can we do in order to maybe pull the other person with us if let's say we are in a relationship and we are super interested in spiritual growth, et cetera, and we start that journey. Um, is there any way how we can bring it closer to our partner so we actually can develop in a similar uh, direction? I would say one of the most important things is to introduce it slowly and to give the option that they can look at it and not force it. Because if somebody would have told me when I was not on this spiritual path about spirituality and about all these things, like, hey, you have to check it this out. You have to do that. You have to manifest. You have to meditate. I would be like, nah, that's not for me. Come on, get away from me. <laughs> so if instead you say, hey, I'm on this journey and this is what it has done for me, this is what I have achieved. And then the other person will be like, wow, that's interesting. And I mean, when you, for example, live together with your partner and they see the change in you, for example, if you go from being broke to financially independent, or at least at a point where you make more money or you're healthier or you're happier at some point, I think it's at least if you live together, or if you spend a lot of time together, the other partner will say, hey, what's your secret? What are you doing? How is that even possible? And when you then sell it in a way of, this is what I have done and this helped me, maybe you want to check it out. And that's way more effective than I'm on the spiritual path and you have to be too. Mm, yeah. And there we come again for maybe just practicing whatever you practice and then other people see it and see you as a good example and then ask you by their own choice, hey, what's your secret? You seem so happy and so content. And then I guess it's a good point to yeah, slowly introduce good practices, how to become more happy and to vibe on a higher level. And I see that also happening in friendships quite a lot that you have these friends who are maybe a bit further than you on the spiritual path and that can still teach you so much. But then you're also that person for other friends that are maybe a good inspiration and that can still pull the others with them in the positivity and the good vibes. Um, did you on your progress uh, like lost a lot of friends and made some other friends? Was that a big um, change for you in your social environment? Actually, not so much. I didn't really lose friends. The only thing what I do is I don't talk about certain concepts that are for most people too out of there <laughs> um, with certain friends. Let's say it like this. For example, I still have a lot of my very good friends in Germany who I know since I've been a child, since I've been in school. And I think it would be wrong to, especially for somebody who's on a spiritual path, to go into ego mode and to say, hey, because you are not spiritual and I am, that's why I don't want to spend time with you anymore. I think that's the wrong path. Instead, if you still enjoy being with them, of course, I mean, if they're not too negative, but if you still enjoy being with them, to sometimes mention these things, mention these concepts, mention what has helped you. But if they just say, 
like for example one of my friends who said like yeah come on uh, just yeah you can tell me the truth and i was like no no that's the truth i told you the truth <laughs> and if they don't want to go deeper that's also okay then just don't mention it anymore to give you a quick example um in the past i was always overworking myself constantly because i was in this extreme self-destructive mode always without ever realizing it and i was stressing myself stressing myself working eight to ten hours every day working Sundays. And at some point, I just got a lot of health issues, like really, really a lot of health issues. And the, basically, the universe was telling me stop. Now you have to stop. I always learn by, um, yeah, you could say crashing your head against the wall. Mm. <laughs> and that was my little bit of a wake up call. And since then, since I started on the spiritual path, started manifesting, I now only work six hours a day. And the interesting thing is I get the exact same things done. I'm healthier, I'm happier, and I make more money. And when I told this, my friend who's still in this self-destructive pattern of I have to stress myself all the time because hard work and suffering leads to results. That's his mindset. And when I mentioned this with my six-hour workday, he was at first like shocked. And then he said, yeah, you're kidding me, right? Oh, did you get lazy? Like the typical things that, that everyone else would say, like, oh, you've gotten lazy. What's wrong with you? And then I just smiled and said, yeah, that's the truth. And I didn't discuss it any further. Because I could try now to pull him out of this uh, self-destructive behavior. But at some point, if you don't want to ex experience this change without suffering, at some point, the universe will send you a stop signal. And that will then be the point where hopefully he will learn it. For me, it took that. I mean, for me, it took a lot of health issues until I finally realized, okay, I have to change something in my life. So I truly believe inspire others with it, but don't force it. And you can even say this goes back to to um, Hawkins again, power versus force, inspiring and showing and allowing is power, but saying, hey, this is how I've done it. You have to do it too. That would be force. There we come again to the point that just being, just living your truth and just doing whatever feels really right for you. And that's already such a good inspiration, I think. Um, you're also a dating and relationship coach. So what would you say is the problem what most people come to you or what is the most common problem in relationships? The most common problem is in, in relationships, I would say, is something that it's hard to fix once the relationship started. It's incompatibility. Mm. I would say that so many people, and that's true for both men and women, end up in relationships just because they have someone. For men, it's most of the time the physical aspect. It's like, hey, I have somebody who sleeps with me, so I will <laughs> keep her. And for women, it's most of the time this feeling of security and of safety. Yes, he's there for me, so I keep him. And in both situations, it's not really built on a strong connection, on strong love and on compatibility. And then eventually both partners realize, okay, we don't have this in common. We don't have that in common. We don't like this. We don't like that. What are we doing here? Mm -hmm. It's often based on neediness. And I truly believe that compatibility is so, so important. And I don't mean that you need to have the exact same goals or work on the exact same businesses. That's not what I mean. But what I mean is that your values, your overall principles that you live by are in alignment. Is there any advice or any hint how we can know beforehand if that person is a good fit for us? Or do we have to do it by trial and error, basically? 
I would say the two things I would say is first, when you meet that person, um, there are two kinds of attractions. There's the physical attraction and the emotional attraction. And to create physical attraction is quite easy in comparison to a really strong emotional connection. And often people confuse lust with love. I mean, our biology is very simple. When we see somebody we're attracted to um, from the other gender, then of course our first thought is like, hey, I want to make babies with this person. <laughs> That's how we are biologically programmed. But that doesn't mean that we're compatible for a relationship. So I would say also look how you emotionally connect with that person and be completely honest and authentic, completely. Like when I'm, for example, on a date with a woman, I share my true authentic self. And if somebody says that's weird, that's crazy, I don't want to deal with that, then okay, good, perfect. We're not a good fit. But so many people, and that's especially true for men, I would say it's even, even more true for men. They try to fake it. They try to pretend to be so cool, so alpha and so amazing. And they tell all these stories about themselves, basically like the perfect CV. <laughs> and what then happens when they start a relationship is that after a couple of days or weeks or months or in the worst case years, the other person finds out, hey, that person is not really the person that he described to be on the first date. So that's why I can always say, I mean, especially for men, but of course also for men and women, be authentic, be your authentic self, because only then can you find out if the other person wants you, if the other person is compatible, and if you have the chance to actually experience an amazing relationship that is based on trust and on honesty. Mm, oh, so true. Yeah. It always sounds so easy, but I think that's one of the hardest things actually to achieve, to be fully and completely yourself, because I think that requires a lot of self-knowledge and also self-compassion and self-love um, in order to be really fully content with who you are and to show yourself in every situation. I think that doesn't only count for dating, but also in terms of your friendships and where you want to go in your life in terms of maybe your job or however you present yourself. Um, so is there any tools or practices how we can achieve this self-love and um, yeah, to be brave, to be ourselves and to be authentic? Oh, yeah, I would say there are many tools and also many tools that I used and still use. Um, because also on my podcast, I actually said that I'm currently at this phase of, yeah, diving really deep into self-love and diving even more into it because I still feel that I haven't accepted and loved myself 100%. I think maybe, maybe nobody will be at this point ever. There's always something that you want to make different about yourself but I want to try it. I want to give it a shot. And some of the things that I did, um, one of the simplest things, and also one of the things that sound the weirdest, that's from a book that I really love. Um, I think the author's name was Kamal Ravikant, and it's called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depend On It or something. And in this book, he basically described how he was in a very dark place because his startup failed and everything just fell apart in his life and he was just lying in bed. And he started with this simple exercise to repeat to himself over and over again, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself all day long. And I do something similar in the morning in my bathroom mirror. So the first time when I look in my tired face right after waking up, <laughs> there's this little note that says, I love you. 
And for me, that makes sense to do it in the mirror to actually tell myself I love you because I see the reflection in the mirror. That's something that you can start with, especially when you're in a very negative place. In the beginning, it will feel like, come on, who are you bullshitting? Like, what are you talking about? But when you then get into it, the more you do it, it's a practice and it slowly changes your mind. And in general, I would say just be nicer to yourself. Be Treat yourself better. I mean, we live in this society where when we have a car, especially as a German, <laughs> we Germans are very good for that. <laughs> when we have a car, we always fill it with the best gas. We always take it care of it. We wash it. We do everything for it. And then in our own body, we go to McDonald's three times a day. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, we take better care of our cars than we take care of ourselves. And just figure out all these small things you can do that make you feel better. Like in my experience, not destroying yourself with stress, with work. So working less, meditating a little bit more, going out more and going to the fresh air, to breathe in the fresh air, um, stretching. It can be so simple things. Just be better to yourself. Those are the two things that I would really start with to, yeah, to use this as an affirmation, to love yourself, to try to love yourself, to really create this emotion in your heart. And to then just be better to yourself. Just imagine you wear a Lamborghini. Imagine you wear a Ferrari <laughs> and just treat yourself like that. Yeah, I feel like in the beginning, these self-love practices always sound a little bit weird, but they're actually so effective. I also, um, through podcasts and through some coachings, I started working on myself in order to achieve more self-love because I really wasn't at a point where I, yeah, I didn't even like myself. Um, and then just writing down every single day, like, I love you, Leandra, I love you. And that already, if you repeat that every single day, and I think repetition is such an important aspect of that, um, or also telling it to yourself in the mirror every morning is so important. And then um, over time, it kind of manifests also in your subconscious mind and you really realize um, slowly how you make that progress. And what I also started doing, I always had a big problem with my uh, calves. It sounds weird, but um, that was the part of my body I hated the most. Um, and then I started to every morning put the nicest cream with essential oils on my calves and I was massaging my calves and I told them that I love them. And over time, I really came to see that they're actually not that bad. And it's just like these very, very simple things that can help so much um, in order to create more self-love. So, um, yeah, thank you for sharing your practices there. Um, so you were also saying something really important that we need to fuel ourselves with um, or just treat ourselves better. And you were already saying that you have the rule for yourself to only get, no matter how weird it is, but only get good food into your body. Do you have a special diet what you're following? Um, or is your diet just healthy, whatever it is? Would you like to share some thoughts about that? Yeah, I have a special diet. Um, the thing is that I had a lot of trouble with my health also because of my bad diet i was also destroying myself with my bad diet basically with everything um, before i moved to romania i lived in bangkok and in bangkok i only ate rice and meat all the time like the typical street food food court style food basically 
And I had a lot of inflammation in my body afterwards, where then showed like different health issues that I had. So the inflammation in my blood was really, really high. And then I went to alternative doctors and I found this one alternative doctor who recommended a certain diet for me, which is called um, alkaline and uh, oh, what's the other English word? <laughs> acid. Yeah, exactly. Acid, acid and alkaline, basically. So the idea is that there are a lot of alkaline foods and a lot of foods that produce acid in your uh, in your body. And I basically now live by this, yeah, by this rule that I at least eat 80% alkaline and only 20% acid. And this is something that I didn't realize over the years because I always thought when I was living in Asia that rice is so healthy, but rice is actually acid. For example, when it comes to carbohydrates, I only eat potatoes and sweet potatoes and quinoa. Mm. Those are alkaline things or alkaline foods. And acid is basically everything that uh, we Germans love so much. Our typical diet, <laughs> bread is very, very acid. Cheese is very, very acid. Um, a lot of meat, extremely acid. And I read a lot about this, about this diet that so many health issues, no matter if it's arthritis, if it's certain heart defects then that come in in um in later in yeah in later age and i have to be especially careful about that because i have a congenital heart defect and all kinds of other things are the result of a bad diet and since then i really changed my diet and within a couple of months all my health issues that were related to this diet to this inflammation in my body were completely gone i feel like food is such an essential part of health and well-being because if you see it like like the car you know you have to fuel the car in order to make it work and that's the same with the body and that's why i'm always also so interested what other people um yeah eat and because it's so important to feel good in my opinion when people are really happy and content with their life at one point they really yeah had a diet change or really take a good look on what they get into their body because it makes just such a big part of the overall well-being. It's also an expression of self-love. I mean, in the past when I didn't love myself and when I destroyed myself, then I didn't even think about what to eat. It was just the cheapest stuff that I could get, boom, in my body. Yeah, But definitely. now that I'm on this path of self-love and I look at some of the things or basically 99% of the things that I was eating back then, I think to myself, I would never give that to my body now. It's like a completely different reality. And that's the amazing process that when you start with this, you could say self-healing process and self-love process, that it will have such profound effects on other areas of your life. Definitely. I feel like it changes every aspect in your life, even if you haven't planned about it before. <laughs> Um, so I would like to dive into some uh, quick fire fest, uh, question round and um, yeah, just answer whatever comes in your mind first. So um, just one sentence, one word. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> as long as you feel it's necessary. <laughs> um, with, with the buzzer going like bing, bing, bing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So German, so punctual. <laughs> so what can we do right now and today for a better health? Today and right now, I would say that the first thing that you might be able to do, that's actually a good exercise, after you've listened to this episode, um, just sit down and breathe in, breathe out, and just tell yourself, 
for the next five minutes. You can even do it the German way, German efficiency, and make a timer <laughs> for five minutes and just tell yourself, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. Do that for five minutes and then just see the change in you. And the other thing that I want you to do, or that I invite you to do, <laughs> no force here, just power, um, that I invite <laughs> you to do is for your next meal, think about what you planned for your next meal, no matter if it's breakfast, if it's lunch or if it's dinner. And think about, is this something that's healthy for me? Is this something that my body wants? Is this something that gives me vitamins, that gives me, yeah, that nurtures me basically or not? And then maybe adjust just one ingredient or just one meal and then see if you can do it the next day and the next day. And this, these incremental steps can already lead to a profound change. Mm, so cool. What can we do to connect with nature? Um, what we can do to connect with nature would be to yeah to just go into nature basically so many people don't do that i mean i also live in a city and just a couple of weeks ago for the first time i actually went to a botanic park that was so close to the apartment where i live by but i never even thought about it before to go there it's really interesting so just <laughs> go into nature and enjoy it don't do what most people do and just go jogging in the forest with your earbuds in and go with some music and then don't even look at the nature, but just enjoy it a little bit, breathe in the fresh air and connect with it. And of course, in the summer, one amazing thing that you can do and that I love to do is to walk bare feet on grass just so that you feel it, that you feel this energy. And I know, again, for some people, it might sound a little bit too spiritual or too out there, but you the the earth has, has an energy and because in the city usually everything is just concrete everything is just stone you don't get that energy so these are things that i would do hmm. yeah through quarantine i rediscovered nature for myself because i went out every single day just discovering a new forest a new park uh, the beach etc and that was just so healing and i cannot imagine going back and just spending a full week only in the city it's such a different energy and such a different vibe and so important to fuel up i think um so yeah such a good tip um is there any book or movie or podcast maybe just name one if you can if you can uh, that highly inspired you and was kind of like a game changer for you uh yeah the game changer was definitely power versus force uh by dr hawkins that's the one book where i would say yep if you get one book get this one yeah okay cool um, when do you feel the most pure, happy and healthy inside your body and mind? Mm, I think the happiest I feel while I do a self-love meditation. Like I have a certain guided meditation and it's a self-love meditation. And during this meditation, I'm really focused on my heart on creating this positive energy. And that's just pure bliss. Cool. Um, favorite food and a food that you can recommend everyone should try? Avocado. <laughs> I'm an avocado <laughs> addict. Even though bef like, uh, before a couple of months ago, I've never even looked at an avocado. But since I'm on this healthy diet, I just love avocados. Yeah, so healthy and so easy and so tasty. And you can prepare it in so many different ways. I'm such a big fan of it as well. I'm sure you have good access to good avocado in Romania at the moment. 
Oh yeah, totally. Like I get my avocado, my sweet potato, everything's there. Oh, nice. Yeah, I feel like in Germany, the food quality in terms of avocado, for example, is, well, difficult sometimes to find good quality, but yeah, you can <laughs> if you search. Um, a piece of advice that you would still like to leave the listeners with today? One piece of advice. Oh, now that, that one has to be good now if it's like this one piece of advice. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> um, no pressure, right? Oh my God. Um, the one piece of advice I would really say, especially when you're just starting out, when you just start on your spiritual journey, allow yourself the time that you need. Don't expect too much. Don't expect these overnight successes. Some people have awakening experiences. Others don't. For others, it's a gradual process. Every person is different. Allow yourself this time to explore your own spiritual path. Because in the beginning, your brain will say, uh, no, that's all bollocks. That's not true. That's not, that's not based on science. That's all yada, da, da, da. But the more you actually go into it, the more you then realize and find out these things for yourself. But unfortunately, so many people don't give themselves this time. Hmm. Yeah, and it's also accepting that everyone is different and that you have your own authentic path. And I guess that's also just being authentic again and giving yourself the love and the compassion that you have your very own path. Yeah, thank you so, so much for being on this interview. If people say now like, oh, I would love to find more about Sebastian and um, yeah, listen to more of his stories, where can people find you? The best way to find me is to check out the Affirmation to Manifestation podcast on iTunes. Um, I usually upload at least three times a week and in the future I actually want to upload daily. So if you want to check that out, it's Affirmation to Manifestation um, on iTunes. Perfect. I will link that in the show notes so people can find it. And uh, yeah, we have some bell ringing now in the background, the German bells. Uh, yeah underline the statement <laughs> that's perfect timing it was like now we come to an end and it goes ding exactly ding, ding. <laughs> the manifestation <laughs> took place um so yeah thank you so much for uh, talking here and sharing all your wisdom and i can't wait to hear more from you in your wonderful podcast which i've also dived in quite a lot already and uh, yeah Thanks for sharing your thoughts with the world and everything that you do. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. Really, I enjoy talking to you. So much. And I, I'm sure we'll talk another time on another podcast. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> so I hope this interview opened your eyes for all the opportunities and possibilities that lay out there if you focus your mind on it. So I'm super, super excited if you're gonna try it for your life, which I of course hope. So please connect to me on Instagram and let me know if you've tried it, if you've tried it before, if something worked for you, where you maybe still need help. And yeah, I'm always happy to connect with you. And I will of course also link to the page of Sebastian so you can find him and also book a Skype call with him and just connect and until then i'm really happy if you leave me a review it really means the world to me it's super super important so if you like this podcast 
please be so kind and leave me a five star obviously five star review and until then i see you next time